right, the pit stop challenge is over at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, so we start the show. It's what we do. The rankings for the Indianapolis Colts Big Three, the Big Three weapons, as you see Julie doing the landscaping in the background. Wave to the people, Julie, for the love of God. There she is. She toils out here tirelessly. Uh, you've got Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman Jr., and somehow they're ranked, among other Big Threes, number 15 in the NFL. How is that possible? Indiana ranked by Gary Parrish, number 17 in college basketball. What's he thinking? I like Gary Parrish. He's a good guy, but he's out of his mind. Uh, Joe Smith, final go-round with Indiana University's radio network. Joe Smith, a guy who has been a source of nothing but great material for Matt Taylor for years and years and years, as Matt Taylor does the best Joe Smith impression ever. Uh, the Pit Stop Challenge won by, you know who's going to win the Pit Stop Challenge. I mean, does Roger Penske lose a Pit Stop Challenge? Morris Day at the, in the time, out at the Snake Pit, having a great time. Morris Day. Morris Day. What? what are they doing out there? At any rate, uh, and you're going to be able to watch the Indianapolis 500 locally live and I'll tell you how you can do that coming up in a little bit. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Friday, Carb Day, May 27th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You call Johnson's Plumbing, you got a pl plumbing problem? Bam! Know what? They got a plumbing solution. That is what's going to go on when you call Johnson's Plumbing. They're terrific at what they do. 765-610-8809, the number. Smash that subscribe button, smash a like button, ring the bell, let's go, let's talk about sports. And if you have uh, a, an immediate question, a question of an urgent nature, feel free to donate. I'll see the, uh, the graphic with the question that is accompanied by a donation, and boom, we'll answer immediately. And there's Mike mowing the lawn, everybody's out doing their stuff this afternoon, despite the fact that rain is still in the forecast uh, cast according to Brian Wilkes, who doesn't live too far from here, right over there. All right, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman. And this is how little the experts among NFL conciliaries uh, respect the running back position. They ranked the top three weapons. All right, so you got the quarterback, you got the running back, you got wide receiver one. Those three guys for the Colts ranked 15th. Number one was the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert. I kind of get it, but Justin Herbert, what'd he do? We're going to talk about that. what the Chargers do? They were 9-8 and eight last year, finished outside the playoffs. Uh, you've also got Austin Eckler. You know what? Austin Eckler is not Michael Pittman, or uh, is not Jonathan Taylor. And then you got Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen and Michael Pittman actually have more in common than what separates them. How the Colts and the people with CBS who did the rankings, they're like, oh, you know, uh, the rankers, they must think a lot of Matt Ryan. How? I would have these three guys, look, I know the depth for the for the Colts at the wide receiver position is just non-existent, proven depth, all right? We don't know that Paris Campbell is going to be able to last 
more than five games this coming season, and we don't know what the hell Alec Pierce is going to look like as a starting wide receiver. We have no earthly idea what sits behind Michael Pittman Jr., but Michael Pittman last year, 88 catches, 1,082 yards, six touchdowns. What did Keenan Allen do? 106 catches, which beats Michael Pittman by more than a little bit, but only 1,138 yards, which is 56 more yards than Pittman, and six touchdowns, which is the exact same amount as Michael Pittman Jr. You talk about running backs. All right, Eckler, I'm not even going to talk about Eckler. Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor won the rushing title in the NFL by how many yards? 552 yards. 552. That's a lot of yards. 5.5 yards per carry. 20 touchdowns total. This is the most productive, most dynamic, best running back in the NFL, bar none. And somehow, these guys are ranked 15th. Thank you very much, JT. Appreciate it. And as far as Matt Ryan, you got Herbert completed 66% of his passes. Matt Ryan last year without weapons, no Julio Jones, a limited Calvin Ridley. You did have Kyle Pitts, but Matt Ryan had to figure out how to utilize Kyle Pitts as a tight end. Matt Ryan with 3,968 yards, Herbert, 5,000 yards. It's a 17-game season, so 5,000, not quite the standard that it was prior to that. Uh, Herbert, 38 touchdowns to 20. Pretty big differential. And then interceptions, 15 for Herbert, 12 for Matt Ryan. I guarantee you that Matt Ryan has a bounce back here with the Colts. I know we're kind of we're kind of thinking with our wishbones, you know, I get it. We are hoping that Matt Ryan at the age of 37 has a bounce back season or two. But, hey, it's starting to rain. But you know what? I got no problem with that. I think that Matt Ryan's going to be fine as a quarterback of the Colts. We saw Phillip Rivers try to do the same thing under Frank Reich, and he got it done. Not only that. And I get it. People are detractors of Carson Wentz, and me among them, certainly. Carson Wentz had a pretty damn good bounce-back season for the Colts. He was stripped of starter status the year before with the Eagles, came back with the Colts, and if not for terrible games by the entire team against the Vegas Raiders and against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know what? The Colts, they go to the playoffs with Carson Wentz. So I, I think that Matt Ryan is going to have a bounce back year. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have a Pro Bowl year, and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to remain the best running back in the NFL because why wouldn't we think that, for God's sake? Um, Indiana, ranked number 17 by uh, Gary Parrish. That's crazy. Indiana brings back damn near everybody. You're going to miss Rob Finnessy a little bit. You're not going to miss Parker Stewart. He was a starter, I get it, but you're not going to miss him. He didn't shoot well enough to stay on the floor, and he couldn't stay in front of good wings. So Parker Stewart gone, Michael Durr gone, Kayla, or, uh, Christian uh, Lander gone, fine and fine. Not going to miss, not going to miss. There you go. What they've got back with Trace Jackson Davis, with Race Thompson, with uh, Xavier Johnson, if he can stay out from behind the wheel of that Dodge Charger. You got the fifth best recruiting class in the country coming in, including the only two five-star guys coming into co uh, college basketball in the Big Ten this year. 
that's meaningful to me. And that should elevate Indiana at least into the top 10 and to the top of the Big Ten. Michigan, top ranked team in the Big Ten, according to Gary Parish, I think they're 13th. Indiana, second at 17th. And beneath them, you've got Purdue, I think, at 22nd, and Michigan State at 25th. Uh, Ohio State in there as well. Joe Smith retiring after one more go-round with Indiana University uh, football coming up this year. Joe Smith has been just nothing but a pro and a great guy and sounds almost as much like Indiana as the great Don Fisher does. We're going to miss Joe Smith. And Matt Taylor loses about 80% of his entertainment value as a radio guest because he does the best Joe Smith impression in the history uh, of impressions. Jim Volkman does the best Harry Carey ever, bar none, hilarious. Matt Taylor does the best Joe Smith. Now, granted, there aren't a lot of people like polishing their Joe Smith. Daryl Hammonds and Rich Little do not sit around practicing. Bill Hader does not sit around practicing their, their Joe Smith impressions. But if they did, they would still take a back seat to, uh, to Matthew because he absolutely does the best. Matt Taylor is very, very entertaining. He should be a full-time radio host here in Indianapolis. And why he isn't, I have no idea. He's the voice of the Colts, yeah. But he should be a host somewhere doing radio for the love of God. I mean, who's hiring these people at any rate? Uh, the pit stop challenge today, Joseph Newgarden wins. You know Penske's going to win. Why? Because Penske's about details. That's what he does. Penske dots eyes and crosses T's. And that's what the pit stop challenge is all about. And that's what the Indianapolis 500's all about. It's a party day, but the pit stop challenge is kind of instructive as to what's going on with the teams. Uh, Joseph Newgarden beat Scott Dixon. Uh, the only two, they go best two out of three. But Newgarden swept Dixon and, and put up a 10.9 in, uh, in the final uh, challenge, a final duel out on Pitt Road. Morris Day in the time, singing right now. He'll be followed by, uh, I don't know who's going to play first, Kings of Chaos. I'd rather see Kings of Chaos than Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield was something back in 1982. That was 40 years ago. Rick Springfield, 72. I don't need, unless it's the Rolling Stones or the Who, I don't need to see 72-year-olds cavorting about. I saw him at Circle Fest a long time ago, like 25 years ago. He was wearing an orange jumpsuit, Rick Springfield. So 25 years ago, do the math, that's 47 years old he was. He stripped down to jockey shorts, wearing nothing but jockey shorts. I thought he should be arrested. Frankly, I, I don't need to see Rick Springfield jumping around a stage in his underwear. I don't like it. it. It reminded me of being in a locker room at Lifetime Fitness, having old guys walk around in the nude and trying to chat you up. I, I can't do it. I, I rescinded, I canceled my membership at Lifetime Fitness. I'm not doing that again. I'm not going in that locker room and wandering around among elderly guys who are in the nude and want to talk to you without any clothes on, and are shaving, they would do this. Shave with their knee up, like this, completely naked. Off-putting, to say the least. All right, uh, the, the Indy 500, if you're local here in Indianapolis, you know how this works. And it, it, the blackout's been lifted the last few years because of COVID. So WTHR Channel 13 was able to air NBC's coverage of the Indianapolis 500. 
you know, the, the track allowed that. They are not this year. Channel 13 is not going to air the race, but what you can do, and I think it's a technical thing. I don't think that uh, the Peacock Network is set up for local blackouts. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I, I think the hand was forced here. If you sign up for Peacock Premium, which is $4.99 for a month, you get to watch Indianapolis 500 live and local on your TV. If you got a smart TV, it's easy. If you got an Apple TV, it's easy. I don't know what you do with a fire stick or, you know, one of those Voku dongles or whatever the hell they are. But with Apple TV, you just, like you, sign up for the, uh, the premium. And then you go online on your laptop or your desktop and you cancel immediately. So you don't get the auto renewal charge if you do it today on June 27th. All right, you're going to be able to watch a race at home. It's going to cost you $4.99. That's not a bad deal. I got no problem with that. I, I felt like it was money well spent. Normally, I go to the race. This year, I don't believe I'm going to go to the race. Even if I do go to the race, it's not bad. It $4.95 to watch a last practice and watch a pit stop challenge. And in the last practice, Colton Herta flipped it and skidded for about a quarter mile on his head. He is fine, which is excellent. Uh, what do I think the win-loss record is going to be for the Colts? I'm going to guess 11-6. and six. That would be my guess. I always err on the side of optimism with the Colts, but I think given the schedule they've got, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to know by the end of game number two. Week two, that game in Jacksonville, if the Colts are 2-0, and oh, I see 11-6 and six as the floor. If they're 0-2, any damn thing could happen. Uh, that would be an unpleasant scenario. Unpleasant, I think, is what's going to happen tonight for the Miami Heat. They take on the Boston Celtics in Game 7 in Boston. I don't think it's going back to Miami for a Game 7. I think that the, uh, the Heat bow out of this thing. They've had health issues. Jimmy Butler is uh, not far from turning 33. The Celtics, they are young. They're a complete team. And if they've got smart, they are really, really good. I hope that the Celtics win, despite my occasional disdain for Boston sports, because Brad, St Brad Stevens runs a show in Boston. All weekend long, we're going to be here having a great time. Julie, where'd Julie go? Julie, Julie is uh, abandoned ship. I guess she has called it a day for landscaping. And uh, this is where, if we watch a race here, if we don't go to the race. We've got the, the bracket here. We put the outside TV on and uh, we have a hollow blue out here. We got the lights. We got the table. You know what? If you're in Indiana, you got to kind of be a hayseed somehow or another. You got to be the redneck. And, and redneck TV viewing is exactly what we do back here. People ask about this. Julie painted that. Isn't that unbelievable? What a woman. Talented lady. How she wound up with me, I have no idea. She lucky in art Lucky in diligence, unlucky in love. That's the way it goes. We will talk to you this weekend. Tomorrow, we'll do a call-in tomorrow at noon. Cannot wait to talk to you then, unless news breaks in the interim. And then we will go live immediately on call-in and talk to you about whatever the hell's going on with the Indianapolis Colts. Colts call-in. Uh, it's a show of a lifetime, at least every week. 